Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief podcast to give us an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise busy lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining us as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. In our last episode, we talked about how the people of Alma and the people of Limhi had eventually been delivered from bondage to the Lamanites and made their way back to Zarahemla, where they were all united with King Mosiah and the Nephites, and Alma was authorized to organize the Church of Jesus Christ throughout all the land. So the newly combined Nephites are in a pretty good place right now. Quote, And they were called the people of God, and the Lord did pour out his spirit upon them, and they were blessed and prospered in the land. But now we have a new problem in Mosiah chapter 26. Teenagers. Quote, Now it came to pass that there were many of the rising generation that could not understand the words of King Benjamin, being little children at the time he spake unto his people, and they did not believe the tradition of their fathers. They did not believe what had been said concerning the resurrection of the dead, neither did they believe concerning the coming of Christ. And now because of their unbelief, they could not understand the word of God, and their hearts were hardened. And they would not be baptized, neither would they join the church. And they were a separate people as to their faith, and remained so ever after, even in their carnal and sinful state, for they would not call upon the Lord their God." So this is probably one of the biggest fears that we have as parents, that our children won't believe in Jesus Christ, that they won't listen to the words of the prophets, to our words as parents, that we'll strive for 18 years to teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it just won't click, and they'll go off into the world without a strong faith in God and be lost. I've worked with the teenagers of our church for the last five years in two different congregations, and have watched several dozen teenage young boys working their way through this process. Some seem to be able to stay close enough to Christ's path, perhaps make the choice to go on missions, become valiant disciples of Christ, and others aren't able to. I've seen the anguish in parents as they struggle to figure out how to help bring their children to God. And as a parent myself of very small children, I often wonder whether I'm doing enough to kindle the light of Christ in my kids. Well, Alma, the prophet of the Nephites, and Mosiah, their king, both amazing people full of faith, struggled with this same issue. Alma's son, also named Alma, and four of King Mosiah's sons were among those in the rising generation that didn't believe in Christ. I appreciate this story because it shows the worst case scenario of how our children could turn out. Quote, Now the sons of Mosiah were numbered among the unbelievers, and also one of the sons of Alma was numbered among them, he being called Alma after his father. Nevertheless, he became a very wicked and an idolatrous man. And he was a man of many words and did speak much flattery to the people. Therefore, he led many of the people to do after the manner of his iniquities. And he became a great hinderment to the prosperity of the church of God, stealing away the hearts of the people, causing much dissension among the people, giving a chance for the enemy of God to exercise his power over them. End quote. Well, most of our kids won't fall this hard from the gospel of Jesus Christ, but even though Alma the Younger and the sons of Mosiah were engaging in the worst sorts of behavior, even trying to destroy the church, eventually God still created a spiritual experience for them that converted them back to Christ by sending an angel to appear to them. Again, most of our wayward children won't receive a visitation from a heavenly messenger like this, but the point is that Heavenly Father is mindful of all his children including ours. He wants them to have faith in Christ just as much as we do. And with Alma and the sons of Mosiah, they weren't doing anything to, quote, earn the spiritual intervention. 
Rather, it was Alma the father that was doing all the work. Quote, And again, the angel said, Behold, the Lord hath heard the prayers of his people, and also the prayers of his servant Alma, who is thy father. For he has prayed with much faith concerning thee, that thou mightest be brought to the knowledge of the truth. Therefore, for this purpose have I come to convince thee of the power and authority of God, that the prayers of his servants might be answered according to their faith. End quote. I imagine that Alma the father had done his best to connect his son to heaven as a child. He had a demanding job that probably took him away from home more than he would have liked, but I bet he did the best he could as a father. Nevertheless, even the prophet's own son fell away from the church. But perhaps Alma the father recognized an important principle through all this. He couldn't control his son's actions, no matter how much he might want to have, but he could control his own actions. Despite facing the heartbreaking parenting challenge of having your child rebel against God, Alma continued strong in his own faith. He continued to serve God with all his heart, might, and mind. He prayed for his son, having faith that the Lord would help. And most importantly, he continued to love his son. And eventually, the Lord gave Alma the Younger a chance at redemption. Now, for those of us who may experience a similar situation with our children— where their faith may waver, or they may seem to lose it altogether, I don't know if we'll have similar outcomes to what Alma and his son had. But the important point I think we learned from this story is that as parents, we need to continue to love our children, pray for them, and continue to serve God faithfully, and trust that our children will have their moment. In my life, I grew up going to a Christian church. I learned about God. I learned about Christ and the importance of following him. And then I entered adolescence. My parents got divorced, life changed, and when going to church stopped being a requirement, I stopped going. While I'd like to say I didn't fall to the same level as Alma the Younger, I certainly lived the next 10 years of my life in a very non-Christian manner. But then, one day in August of 2006, I had my moment. Through what I believe was divine intervention, I stumbled back onto Jesus Christ and had my first spiritual experience as I learned for the first time about the restored gospel and the work of the prophet Joseph Smith. More importantly, though, I remembered the teachings from my youth. I remembered what my mother had helped me learn as a child. Over the next 18 months, I changed my life. I became a Christian again. And in February of 2008, I entered the waters of baptism to witness to God I wanted to make this change permanent. Heavenly Father loves us, and he loves our children. Each of us, no matter what direction in life we choose, will have the opportunity to come back to him, maybe multiple opportunities. Those of us who are already clinging to the iron rod of the gospel and partaking of the fruit from the tree of life, we can help by loving those around us who may not be there yet, praying for them, and continuing to serve Heavenly Father with all our heart, might, and mind. If we make the decision to follow Jesus Christ today, then those we love will follow in their own time, Thank you for listening today, and please remember to share this episode with someone you love. See you next time as we continue to accept our Savior's invitation to follow him today.